Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I am Kristen Kelp and you are listening during the strange, weird um, time of my life. So last year I decided at some point that expert content marketing was um, driving my soul into the ground that having to always know the answers and then present them in such a way as to be invulnerable because I know all the answers. Um, That's absolutely how education was taught to me. That's absolutely how um, getting an education degree worked. You know things, you tell people. You know things, you tell people. And... And then I took that pro, like I put like all the way, I know things I tell people. And what that doesn't allow for is what happens when you don't know things and you still want to tell people. (laughs) So that's where we are. I want to tell you a story um, from the last couple of weeks. And then I want to give you a sense of where I am. And then I want to give a sense of... um, where it's going, though I reserve the right to change that because so far 2023 has given me, we don't give a fuck about what you want, Kelp. This is how it's going to go. So I want to I want to fill you in. So I come by a thing very, very honestly, and I want to tell you about that thing. And then I want to tell you about Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle. Um, I inhaled like that's a terrible thing. It's not. <laughs> and then, um, And then I want to talk about what what our relationship looks like because I don't want to be the person who doesn't know anything and you just listen forever um but I want you to witness the questions because the questions I'm facing right now and the situations I'm facing right now are not things that we normally talk about or and or they are things that we talk about in retrospect like we release the memoir 12 12 years after they happen and I, there's something about me that wants to communicate these things in real time because they are difficult, if that makes sense. That's me getting ahead of myself. This is called, this is a story called Doom and Gloom. <laughs> it's probably also the podcast title. So it is, let me be very accurate about these dates, which is very difficult. Hold on here. Um, it is February... It's not February, actually. It is 
March 4th? Is that true? You know what? My brain can't do it right now. My brain can't figure out what day it was. It was... (laughs) It was two weeks ago, and today, I'm really committed to this for some reason, it was two weeks ago, so it was the 25th of February. Promise, okay. February 25th, 2023. That's important because we're placing it in the context of my mother's passing, so that date matters. Um, my my besties have just come with me. We've driven several hours to a, a funeral home viewing of um of my mom who has recently died of cancer colon cancer so we've just finished that and we get to the parking lot and i'm an only child my mom has just died we've just been at her funeral memorial service um and dad just looks kind of completely lost i'm like do you know what's happening next like do you want to go for like some dinner with us or and he just looked so grateful. Like he hadn't considered anything beyond like getting through that day and getting to the parking lot to go home. So we go to dinner. And I say, a lot of the people at the memorial um, that were in uh, one of his like kind of clubs in his local area, um, they were really surprised that mom had died. And they kept saying that um, she just went so quickly. She just went so quickly. And I was like, but she was diagnosed with cancer and then like, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, got that cleared, and then was diagnosed with a different cancer. So last year, um, it's been about five months from diagnosis to death, which is not a long time, granted, but I wouldn't say like it just happened so fast. Like there were five months of like, this woman has stage four cancer. Lots of people don't get five months. So I was like, why were they saying it happened so fast? Um, and he's like, well, I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them that your mom was sick wait, what? You didn't tell them. Can you tell me more? That's me trying to be curious instead of being judgmental. I want points for that because I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, you know, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. You know, people don't need that. They don't need my shit. They don't need to. He didn't say shit. That's not true. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. Um, you know, I don't, people don't need that. Wow. Telling your friends that are in this aviation club that you're in, that you see pretty regularly, that your wife has cancer and is dying, instead of, like, he viewed that as doom and gloom. How elegantly does that cut off the ability to be helped? at all because if you're not allowed to say things that are happening in your life for fear of that being perceived as doom and gloom you can't get help period because you're not telling anyone that you need help so i wish i could be super 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 judgmental about dad's capacity for i'm not going to tell them it's dreaming gloom. i will save them from that like it's very stoic it's very kelp to be honest that is the that is the lineage inheritance on that side stoic as fuck 
how they got an Enneagram for feeler child from that stock, I do not know. <laughs> um, so here's a thing that my own doom and gloom as it relates to my work and to you looks like this. I took a class. I don't remember when it's in the internet ether somewhere at some point. It was at least five years ago. It was previous, probably more like eight, nine years ago. Took a class and this was recorded only. So I don't mean class. Like I got to interact with these two, just like recorded class, uh, Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle. Brene Brown, uh, St. Brene, I don't, if you don't know Brene Brown and you listen to me, I don't just Google and be amazed. Um, and Glennon Doyle of uh, Untamed Fame, of um, Monastery, of um, just everywhere. Glennon, Glennon Doyle, Brene Brown, very common public figures to me, and you can feel free to Google both of them. They were talking about story and about the way that you approach story. And they talked about writing from the scar, not the wound, which is brilliant advice that when you share, you can write from anywhere. But when you share, share from the scar, the place of the scar, not the wound. And what that effectively does is um, for beautiful, 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 beautiful reason, um, it gives you time to keep your story as you write it kind of safe until such time as that wound has closed enough for you to share. Fantastic. Absolutely healthy. Absolutely great advice. Except that I internalized it as do not share the wounds, only speak from the scars. And what that does is it removes me from my own timeline. Because in a situation like right now, if I don't want to be doom and gloom, I can't tell you what my life is right now. Um, that sure, there are positive things. Sure, there's joy. Sure, there are things to look forward to. Um, I'm going to see Bruce this week and you will be subjected to a, a Bruce report via podcast. It's happening. He's one of my primary teachers in life. It's going to happen. Um, but the difficulties, like I can't even begin to relate. So if I remove myself from my own timeline because of what I'm going through and I'm going to share, there's more. It's not just that mom died. If I remove myself from my own timeline and say, I can only talk to my peoples when at such time as I have a, a scar around this, not a wound, it's going to like, it'll take me out for the year. I just wouldn't speak for the year because there's a 0% chance that this year is unfolding as a scar. It's just wound after wound after wound. And what I mean by that without being dramatic is the last podcast episode called internals and putting mom in the ground. I know we're not in the, we're not in the happy titles and I get that. Um, but I wanted that was called putting mom in the ground because there's a visceral sensation that you don't get if you say mom passed or mom transitioned or whatever. No, I need there to be a visceral sensation of I put my mom in the ground because that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like mom passed, like passed where she passed the test. It just doesn't work for me. I need it to be physical and tangible. And that's why. So that episode, in the, I'm in the same parking spot in the same secret park that I go to record podcasts. And then afterward, I'll go and do Qigong in my secret location with this piece of uh, park land that I'm cultivating a relationship with. It's waking up with spring. Anyway, so I'm sitting here. I record the podcast and I'm like, this is really hard. And it took me a while between when I recorded it and when I uploaded it. 20 minutes after I recorded that last podcast episode, dad called 
to say that he has been diagnosed with the same cancer that mom just died of. So, I have known that my dad has had cancer for eight days now. And again, if I don't tell you that and just disappear, because I certainly don't have anything else to talk about right now. That's kind of top of mind. (laughs) Mom, Mom died of colon cancer. Dad has colon cancer. It's hard to worry about like, well, what's Beyonce up to? Or like, what's going on on social media trends? Or I don't give a fuck. And my energies this year are very clear and they are directed toward living into the questions and at some level taking advantage of what for me is, it feels like the ending of a season of death. And again, like, I don't want to talk about season of death. I wish I could tell you about like spring renewal and joy, 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 joy. But if I don't talk about what's actually happening, then I'm silencing myself and I'm robbing you of the experience of someone that you trust talking to you from like an objectively dark place that's not caused by depression. That's simply like this is a place that life takes us. It takes us through death sometimes. And I want to speak to you directly from here. So sometimes I'll cry and sometimes it'll be upsetting. Um simply because you can't do anything about it, but I can't either. And I want, instead of that being a source of tension and I wish I could help, I want that to be a thing that you allow to happen between us and that you allow to happen in your own life. Because I guarantee this is year, I don't even know, I think maybe eight, seven or eight of having a podcast. I guarantee that, that as strong as the habit of my telling the truth to you is, that if I am willing to shut it all down, because I'm afraid that people can't handle the facts of my life right now. And I have a very strong habit of sharing, a very strong habit of communicating, a very strong habit of relaying my internal experience to the external world. That if you are in the phase of beginning to find your voice, beginning to share your work, beginning to have a message, beginning to shape a message, beginning to see what the line of inquiry is that you're following with your life or career, that you, the instinct will be to shut it down. There's a very real death bubble about me. It's like people are afraid. The energetic sense that I have is it's like people are afraid that death is going to rub off on them. Like I have some sort of horrible, like death mist that I'm going to spray you with and then something bad is going to happen to you. And the worse life objectively gets, the more that I get that sense. Like people like sort of backing up because they don't know what to do. And as a culture, we don't, we don't allow for grief. We don't, we don't have paid time off for bereavement leave. Um, some companies offer like 48 hours if your spouse dies, which is like, you might as well offer nothing. That's so insulting. Um, we don't have a space or a place or a time for grief. And it's, it's complicated by the fact that uh, my mother's spiritual tradition was Roman Catholicism and her eulogy send-off went really, really beautifully, uh, was a beautiful mass, and did nothing for me and my soul because of my deep rejection of that lineage and the harm that lineage has caused me as a spiritual tradition. So I am in a place of spiritual orphanhood 
Um, and in a season of death. And as long as I'm taking you all the way into doom and gloom and you're still here, when I say season of death, I mean in July last year, July 2022, I received a really clear intuition and it said it was so it was so clear it just said that all your contracts will end on March 1st 2023 so I was like great that means that I'm winding down coaching and all my contracts will end on March 1st 2023 very simple very straightforward very okay that's the next step I'll find the next thing and then I very wisely scheduled March of 2023 off So that I would have space, the contracts have ended, and then there's space to find the next thing and begin a new project. And I've been like trying to pull the project out of the ether, but it's been really difficult going because it just needs to finish the contracts. And then, and then, like this timing is so unbelievable. I buried my mother on February 28th. Do you know what the next day is? It's March 1st that at some level I'm also ending my contract with my mother, that she was the great enforcer of good girl conditioning and a lot of, in retrospect, a lot of my struggles with and against my mother were with and against good girl conditioning. And she happened to be the provider of the conditioning. So it it presented as I am in conflict with my mother and I'm really just in conflict with the fact that you can't see me for who I am. You need me to meet these criteria before I'm allowed to be me and that's never going to fucking happen and it never did because I can't I can't lie I can't take on your spiritual tradition to make you feel better I can't go in there and and not mean it but still show up every week I can't do it it's just I, I can't do it so the season of death has included ending all of my coaching contracts and there are some loose ends there because things had to be because of hospice care and funerals and some things have had to be rescheduled. So there are still a few calls, but that's ending. Um, my best friends who we live in a, we uh, lived past tense in a triplex. They lived on the bottom floor. I lived in the middle floor. Alvin, who we don't know, lives on the top floor. My friends have both moved out and they did it within days of mom's funeral because it was scheduled way back in the day. Um, so I've lost, like, literally I lived with two best friends and now I don't. Um, I had a mom and now I don't. Um, in December, my uh, my elderly cat passed away in my arms. Um, the, the business contracts in the sense of what is next, the, um, and even in the longer pattern of going to Portland and having long COVID and um, an experience of the total death of who I was in 2019 because the pandemic killed that person. And I mean, COVID killed that person at a, at a literal level. Um, There was a, there was a reckoning with death at the, at a very literal, not metaphorical way, uh, 2019 beginning of 2020 and then the pandemic and then Portland and then the PTSD like symptoms of leaving Portland because wow, that did not go well. That's another podcast episode. You're going to love that one. Got some new information for you. It's amazing. <laughs> and by amazing, I mean terrible. Um, and then uh, recovering from that, trying to find a footing, trying to find a way, trying to reconcile that thing that was supposed to be amazing and open up your life being an utter fucking collapse and a returning home with a tail between your legs 
and then coming out of that okay let's try a new thing like it um there's just been a lot of death factually in my life and society wise death is a taboo we do not talk about death spiritual community wise and especially online you've got to keep it high vibe death is never high vibe there's no such thing as a high vibe casket there's no such thing as a high vibe funeral there's no such thing as a high vibe putting your mom in the ground because high vibe misses the point death is the lowest vibration and it's a fact of fucking life so everywhere, 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 there's this sense of do not share your experience right now. Society cannot handle it. But you are not society. And some part of me is terrified of telling you what my life is like right now. And some part of me knows that there is some potency, some vitality, some secret door that has opened that's only available right now. That this space of real desolation has much to teach and I am here to learn it. And if anything about my experience can help you in any way, even to just affirm your experience of when a person died, how shut down you got, how, um, how platitudes don't fucking help. Um, then great. Then great. And the complex dealings of grief and the, the ways that, uh, there's been a loss, but in some sense, loss is just beginning. Like I have the rest of life without mom what does that mean how does that look how will my perspective on our relationship change because it's it's over in terms of the physical timeline but there's another sense that it's just beginning in some way it's wild it's wild over here (laughs) y'all and um i i want to share the wildness And like, I promise I still know things. I promise I'm still very happy to teach things. I'm still very happy to know things. And I'm very happy to call forth the things that I know to share with you. But there's also something to be said for discovering, for asking questions, for wrestling, for entering into places that are objectively terrifying. And maybe you're a person who's like, you're a parent died of cancer and the other parent has the same cancer. What's scary about that? I don't know who you are. God bless you. Um, most people would objectively find the circumstances that I am facing terrifying. Um, and I, I want to keep you in the loop, not from a doom and gloom place, not coming to you from a... Here's a podcast where I just spent 17 minutes weeping. But from a place of service, of I'm doing the work of making time to mourn and weeping and making space and being clear about my feelings and taking time and going slowly and resting and not letting capitalism force me to get back to whatever it is I quote unquote should be doing at this pace that is inhuman. Right? Um... There's space here to make space for you and your experience. Uh, 
because there's a 0% chance that you experienced grief as, my God, you have all the time you need. And no one came to you with platitudes. No one came to you with, with verses from a sacred text that you don't actually view as sacred. No one tried to manipulate your experience of grief in any way. And no one needed you to be any different. I guarantee that hasn't been your experience because it's just not something that we humans do. At least not in the United States. So I want to affirm those parts of you that are scared. Affirm those parts of you that are like, it's really hard to talk about where I am right now. Affirm those parts of you that are scared of talking about where you are right now. Because even I am like, if I tell people about this and I tell people about the season of death, will the season of death be listening and keep going? So there is a superstitious element that even like very, very rational, logical brain is very much fighting with. And you should see my, my posture right now is super curled up in the car. Like, is the season of death coming for me because I'm talking about it? Will it make it worse? These are questions we don't know the answers to. But I do know that I am not in charge of 2023, that my plans for 2023 are are clearly being considered cute by the universe, that a lot of things that I didn't want to dissolve have, have just disappeared. There's been a lot of dissolving. And in that space, anything can happen. So I am open to the sense of in, in chaos, anything can happen. <laughs> My life's trajectory of like, it will be this, it will be this, it will be this, it will be this. It's just kind of been like, clear the board, clear the deck. It was like we were playing a board game and somebody just got really mad and flipped everything. Just Pyah! all the pieces go flying everywhere. And like, okay, well, I guess we're playing a different game now. That's pretty much... Um, how it is and where I've been. So it is my, my deep wish that after this recording, I do not talk to dad and he has bad news 20 minutes later, but he might. Um, doom and gloom. In the parts of yourself where you are afraid to share your experience, where you do feel like it's doom and gloom, where your life circumstances are objectively difficult, may you find your voice and express what is within you, even if it's only to yourself, and hopefully it can extend to a person or two or maybe 17. May you know that if you were in a season of death or in a season of the board game just got flipped. Like there's no, we don't even know what big game we're playing anymore. We have various pieces all over the place. Monopoly money is mixed with like clue weapons. We have no idea what's happening. I am with you. I am with you and I have no shame in it. This is all things that are happening beyond my control. This is not, this is not Kristen fucked up. This is like life is happening to Kristen right now. So I'm with you. And it might be that life is happening to you right now that you feel like control. That's an adorable concept. I'm with you. May you be able to see those places where you center yourself and your experience. And may you uncensor yourself and your experience. Again, even if it's just for yourself. May no one, 
greet you with platitudes in the face of your loss. May no one ever say everything happens for a reason to you ever, ever. May it just be stricken from the ether around you so that no one says it (laughs) ever. May you find whatever it takes inside of you that allows you to enter into the questions and find the juice, the gems, the good, the important, the wise, the nuggets, the valuable pieces in the face of devastation, whatever that looks like for you. May you know that I am here, hoping to be an expert about something someday, again, very soon. But right now I'm in the questions. May you give yourself grace when you're in the questions. Grace when you're in the not knowing. Grace when you don't have the foggiest. May you... find and enter into places of truth and authentic expression with others. And may those places be bountiful in your life. And may you know that wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, in whatever year or day or month or timeline you happen to be listening, that I am rooting for you so deeply with everything I've got. I am rooting for you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.